0: The Taz and Jim Podcast. We got a couple questions, Jim. We need to answer for Taz and Jim uh text messengers. Okay. You can text us anytime. 1-833-829-6546 is our number. That's 1833 TAZ and Jim. We got one here from Ron. He says, I was listening to the show yesterday, then got distracted at work. Did Jim pick a name for his boxing match? I did, yeah. We were uh, we were taking suggestions. Jim needs a nickname. You know, all all boxers have nicknames. Sure, and, Iron
1: Mike Tyson.
0: And Jim, you decided on Jim Irish Goodbye Kelly. Jim Irish Goodbye, or the Irish the Goodbye? the Irish Goodbye?
1: I guess is that how? It, yeah, Jim the
0: Irish Goodbye Kelly. I like it. You've got some Irish heritage. Uh huh. Brings that to the forefront.
1: We, we, but, you know, I asked, we asked Mike Stubbs off the air the other day, Voice of the London Knights, if he knew what the Irish goodbye was. I thought it was very common and that everybody knew. It and he was like, isn't it like a, a funeral?
0: A wake where they put the pennies on the ice? Yeah, and get no. really hammered? No. You should explain what an Irish goodbye is just so people understand. It's when you leave a party without telling anybody. <laughs> just disappear into the night. <laughs> the Houdini, we call it in my friend hmm. group. Okay. Hey, it looks like he pulled a real Houdini. Just disappeared last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: like doing it myself. It's a move I, I thought I invented, but I guess I did not. No, but, yeah, yeah. It turns out great minds think alike.
0: Now that I say it out loud, the Houdini's kind of stupid because well, Houdini was an escape artist, and you're escaping from the party, so I guess it does make sense. Yeah, I was thinking more of a David Copperfield though, because he's the guy who makes stuff actually disappear. Yeah. You know, he's more of like the the flashy But you that you wouldn't sneak out the back door. You just There'd be a poof of smoke and you'd be gone That from the would party. be cool, like a ninja That's the David Copperfield <laughs> <laughs> And then you'd, your assistant Would be like oh, where he go He's good. <laughs> <laughs> In her sequenced outfit Yeah, yeah uh, Another question that we've been getting Past couple of days, how did Taz's Procedure go mm-hmm. Went very well as far as I know uh, Had a An ingrown hair that turned into what we thought was assist. It turned out to not really be assist when they opened me up with the the scalpel. Mm-hmm. They rooted around in there. It's a weird oh, sensation Lord. when they freeze you and you can like feel tugging, but yeah. you don't feel any pain. Yeah, that is weird. You know they're doing something, but you can't really see what they're doing. Probably for the best. Uh-huh. But they got some stuff out of there, and then they sewed it back up. I had a a big old bandage on my neck, but I've taken it off. I feel like you can't even, with my stubble, you can't even really see the stitches on my neck there. No,
1: maybe a slight bruise.
0: Yeah. Throwing the beard Not a little Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Sure sure that'll go away in a minute. So bit. I'm fine. And I'm surprised by the number of people who have reached out or mentioned to me since I, I talked about the ingrown hair situation, saying, Same thing happened to me, same thing happened to my husband, the neighbor. You know, people are getting these ingrown hairs that turn into Golf ball sized lumps that Ugh. they have to get drained. No,
1: drained. <laughs> God, I mean, I've seen videos online. It's crazy because, like, some hairs won't stop growing. You know, like, yeah, it, and it'll be an eight inch hair that's has coiled itself
0: up in somebody's like uh, neck. I asked the doctor, "Is there anything I can do to prevent it?" He said, "Not really." <laughs> Thanks, doc. <laughs> okay, well, keep the scalpel on standby yeah, then. I yeah. guess he said, "If you notice you have an ingrown hair." maybe call a dermatologist or go get it taken care of as soon as possible instead of leaving it. Because you probably did point it out a year ago, and I'm not exaggerating. Six to eight months
1: for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a while ago. But it's fine. It's fine. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. There's a story in Scarborough where a guy... Uh, there's a family, actually, uh, a, a married couple who have their mother-in-law who lives with them. The mother-in-law is 80. She has bad health uh, conditions going on right now. So they decided, you know, she can't leave the house. Let's build a putting green in the backyard. So they put 20000 bucks into this putting green. It looks beautiful. I see this picture here right now. That's, that's what it looks yeah, like. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, three holes on the putting green. Artificial turf. Artificial, yeah, like AstroTurf, and there's even a little rough, you know, on there, like, I don't know, what do you call it, the fringe. Yeah, on the outskirts as well. So anyway, they're all very happy with how it turned out, but they got a notice in the mail from the city of Toronto saying they have to rip out this $20,000 putting green because their neighbor complained about drainage issues. Uh Uh-oh. They said there's too much rainwater going off onto their property, and uh, it's causing issues with their landscaping. The guy who made the golf uh, putting green in his backyard says, that's BS because underneath we have 10 inches of gravel, then limestone, then perforated turf. The drainage is actually better than grass, he he, he claims. Um, but the city of Toronto also has a rule that a minimum 50% of a rear yard must be soft landscaping. And this is a a tiny Toronto backyard. And it looks like almost the entire backyard is this artificial turf. I like a backyard
0: that's low maintenance. I know. I've seen it on front yards. Right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Soft landscaping's okay. Hard landscaping, hardscaping as they call it. Oh, do they? (laughs) (laughs) If <laughs> that's not what you do with your trimmer in the bathroom, Jim. <laughs> Doing a little it's hardscaping. Easier when it's easier hard, when you're hardscaping <laughs> instead of softscaping. The water definitely runs off it better. The trick is you do a cold shower <laughs> and then you softscape. That's the move. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, the problem with this is it's a... You know, uh, he said, he said situation, which neighbor is telling the truth? I feel like the putting green neighbor is really playing up the old dying mother-in-law card here. True, but if it's... Oh, we put in this putting green for my dying mother-in-law who lives with us. You know that guy is out there. Yeah, all if we're talking the time, about average it.
1: demographics who would use a putting green and who wants one. But he could be right. It could be part of the story. So I don't know. We also hear about neighbors who are bitter losers who can't stop fussing and and yeah. sticking their nose in their neighbor's business. And if he does have perforated uh, artificial turf and the gravel and the drainage, and they looked, it's like if he's not lying about that stuff, it
0: should be adequate. But I I do know on the flip side, uh, I have a friend and they had to spend like ten thousand dollars to repair damage from water running into their backyard after their next door neighbors put in a pool and it was completely screwed up they used the wrong uh stone or whatever under the concrete and all the stone was washing into their yard all the water started running into their yard what 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 caused what damage was caused was it ero- eroding the fence posts or something like that or their well, garden it was or flooding their their backyard flooding their like water in their shed really yeah it was a ton of water that was suddenly coming into their yard that wasn't hmm. there before the neighbors put the pool in so it is possible that you can change the drainage by Putting in something like, let's say, a little putting green in your backyard. For sure. And every city has grading, bylaws, and
1: zoning, whatever. I don't know much about it, but you do have to have it go towards the sewer drains or whatever, however it works. Yeah. But I, you'd think any landscaper
0: worth their salt would know all this. Plant There's a lot of it. landscapers out there who aren't worth their salt, though. <laughs> And there's a lot of people that are D- DIYers yeah, who yeah, <laughs> may, yeah. ju- may just think they know what they're doing when they are installing a feature in their Still backyard like this. 20
1: grand?
0: Hey, I, mean... I think they should just solve it. They should ask the neighbor to come over for a putt-off. <laughs> Winner take all. Sure. A chip and putt. Let's, let's take it up a notch. It's got to be both.
1: <laughs> oh, old, old granny's on my team. You know how much she loves to golf. Yeah, she's in a wheelchair and she has a breathing apparatus, but she still loves getting
0: out oh, there. Oh, we did it for her. The Taz and Jim podcast. I've got some exciting plans for the weekend. My wife and I are going knife dancing. <laughs> how romantic. You know, we were inspired by Britney Spears' Instagram post. Oh, Thought we'd man. go clang some, uh, some sharp objects together. To the sounds of Enya, or, <laughs> I don't know what she was playing in the background really there. Bond Do you the-
1: you saw the post? Oh my god! Jim. Yeah, I did. It's uh, I mean, it, it seems to be kind of run of the mill for Britney Spears these days, but it just elevated the danger
0: aspect of it all. <laughs> she's been posting a lot of videos of her dancing while making direct eye contact with the camera. That and it always looks like she's crying. It, her makeup is always running. Yeah. It's like smeared her her mascara. Um, it could be just the look she's going for, but it has people concerned. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one to admit when I'm wrong, I was all aboard the free Brittany train. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea if somebody was keeping an eye on her. At least take the butcher knives out of the kitchen. Well, police did a wellness check on her. They went to her house to make sure she was okay. Uh, she has posted another video here. On Instagram, it says, I know I spooked everybody with my last post, but these are fake knives that my team rented from hand prop shop in L.A. These are not real knives. No one needs to worry or call the police. I'm trying to imitate one of my favorite performers, Shakira. That's who the performance was inspired by. Cheers to us bad girls who aren't (laughs) afraid to push boundaries and take risks. How fake are these knives? Because she's clanging them together. They sound very real. That doesn't mean they're sharp, though.
1: (laughs) I want to see her cut a piece of paper like they do on the infomercials. If I want to see how how sharp they are. (laughs) Now she's slapping her butt with the knives. I mean, I got to say this is one of the best choices Britney Spears has made in 5 years. <laughs> the fake knives. Maybe Using she's coming fake around. knives instead I, of real I, knives. I got to applaud this move. Good job Britney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, they, they they sound like they're metal. Yeah, yeah, but they're pointy If she trips and falls If you're dancing around You slip Even if it's not sharp you Let get Brittany have yourself. this win
1: Taz Come on <laughs> Same with a pencil If she had a pencil in her hand She could slip and fall And go through her eyeball Sure <laughs> It is it's still scary to watch yeah. I, like, I like all the God you know I hate TikTok But I also love it At the same time I saw somebody Do like a side by side A stitch or whatever They call it It's Brittany Spears Doing the knife dance And then somebody's dressed up like the guy from Halloween, Michael Myers, doing the exact same dance, (laughs) and it's to the the Halloween music. And it's perfect, spot on, every step, every move. Uh, It's so funny. The
0: one I saw was somebody superimposed her to make her look like she was working at one of those hibachi restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) She was (laughs) being... She's doing the shrimp. Man, that's funny. (laughs) Hitting the knives together. Okay, well, we're glad they were fake knives, Brittany, and we're glad you're doing okay. This is a, in a win column, I would say. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Have you heard what the latest hot-selling item at Costco is, Jim? No. Gold bars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did see this. Costco is now selling in Canada 24 karat Swiss Lady Fortuna VersaScan, VeriScan, sorry, bars for $2,679.99 each. Only available to Costco members, and there's a limit on how many could be bought. You can buy two at once every seven days. Hmm. So you can't go out and just clean them out. It's the opposite of what Costco does. Yeah, usually it's like you can't buy just one gold bar. <laughs> you got to buy 14. <laughs> totally. Interesting that it's Costco doing it.
1: Yeah. I wonder why. Well, but there
0: must be a market for it. There's a big market for gold right now. Um, gold has skyrocketed 64% the price of gold over the past five years.
1: Well, because the current, like, nobody knows what's going to
0: happen to the American and Canadian currencies. So you got to keep it in gold. The markets are, are, are a little questionable right now. And, you know, if you think about it, if you're preparing for the apocalypse, you need to stock your, your shelter, underground backyard shelter. Where are you going to go? Costco. You got to get the uh, true. You get
1: all those tomato cans,
0: tomato soup cans, the big uh, painter's bucket full of macaroni and cheese. Of course, of course, <laughs> and some all gold the bars. rice. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you can you can do some trading once the uh, once the once it's safe to go back above ground. Sure, sure, it just makes sense,
1: and even just realistically, if you like, gold will never lose its value. The currency may, you know, it's it's actually smart. And like you hear people talk about, I don't, I'm not a financial guy at all. I have no idea, but you always hear about diversifying your portfolio, and it always includes some sort of gold. Get a little gold, little
0: silver in yeah. there. Is silver available? It uh, doesn't look like it, not yet, anyways. But the way the gold is flying off the shelves, forget Fort Knox. <laughs> How about Costco? Yeah, dig a hole in your backyard, bury it. For a rainy day (laughs) Honey, I'll be home in an hour I'm going to Costco to buy a gold bar and a hot dog
1: This is the Taz and Jim
0: Podcast Big movies coming out in theaters this weekend Do you like science fiction? Yes The Creator Have you seen the trailer for this one? not, but I've seen some reviews saying it's actually really good Yeah, the visuals look incredible What do you want, sweetie? Robots to be free. Oh, we don't have that in the fridge. How about ice cream? (laughs) Your favorite,
1: Jim? When they slow down a classic song and make it orchestral. This isn't as bad as some of them I've heard, but.
0: I like when the music goes with the explosions in the trailer. That's always fun, isn't it? Like every time there's an explosion. Dream on!
1: Dream
0: on! Uh, AI versus humans, there's a war, there's a little kid who may be the key to stopping the fighting. And it looks like a pretty awesome movie to see in the theater, actually. The Creator is the name of that one. Dumb Money is out this weekend. Pete Davidson, Paul Dano, it's about the, uh, the GameStop. Stock that, that the Reddit uh, group just made go through the roof and scared Heroes. scared the hell out of Wall Street. Right, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan, Nick Offerman, also in that. Quite the cast. And then this weekend is is. They got so much play from that Barbenheimer thing when Barbie and Oppenheimer were released on the same weekend. Mm -hmm. They're trying to capitalize on on that sort of thing with uh, the other two movies that are coming out today. And we had mentioned this a couple uh, weeks ago that this was happening. Saw Patrol Weekend. It's Saw Patrol weekend, because Saw 10 is being released at the same time as Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. Yeah. Now, don't mix them up if you're bringing your kids. (laughs) Right. I don't think it's going to have the same uh, effect that Barbenheimer had, because it's tough to bring your kids to a Saw movie. And if you're going to a Saw movie, it's tough to not look like a creep if you're going to see Paw Patrol without your children. Yes, yes. But I will
1: say, it is a better pun than Barbenheimer. (laughs) Saw Patrol
0: is better. Saw Patrol in theaters this weekend. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. He's our sports guy. We're talking baseball. You are... Getting more optimistic by the game here with the Toronto Blue Jays, Dev.
2: I am. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are sucking me back in the way they always do. How does it feel good? Uh, feels uh, feels real good. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. Let's <laughs> moving on. <laughs> okay, Blue Jays. But here's the reason to be uh, op- blue past tense. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you one thing that's not blue. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not yet been sucked in, okay, okay. Uh, and you want to be, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, are one of the only four teams in Major League history who have four pitchers with over 170 strikeouts on the season. Mm-hmm. So as you go into the playoffs, uh, it's all pitching and defense. Yes, I mean, you obviously need to score, but pitching and defense rules supreme. And the Blue Jays' pitching and defense has been good this year. And if you can roll out starters who can rack up some strikeouts in the wild card, It's a best of three. So it can be over it's over in a flash, but you don't need to go a full seven games. And so the Blue Jays could be a very dangerous team to play in the playoffs. Just gotta get hot at the right time. Let's go to the
0: Phillies controversy last night. Angel Hernandez, is that the umpire that everybody
2: thinks is terrible? He is it's him and C.B. Buckner who have always are always the worst, but Angel Hernandez is a terrible, terrible, terrible umpire.
0: So this was a controversial call last night. Tell us what's going on here, Jim. Okay, so
1: Bryce Harper's at the plate, and he does like a check swing, not a full swing. He's gonna thinking about swinging, but he stops his bat in time before it's a full swing, and therefore a strike. Uh, Angel Hernandez is on the third base. He's umping there. He calls it a full swing. He calls it a strike over the ump who's behind the plate. So Bryce loses his mind, starts running towards him, and eventually gets kicked out. 3-2 pitch. slow
0: low it in. Ball. Oh, they said he went around. Uh oh, uh oh, he's gonna be out of this game if he keeps this up. <laughs> Harper's
1: I mean, just screaming no. in Hernandez's yeah. his face. He gets the boot. He throws his batting helmet into the crowd. And you know, a lot of the times the announcers will kind of circle the wagons and protect the umps and the refs in, in in major sports like this. But this time, even the announcers doing the broadcast are calling it out.
0: It just seems like every single time he is on the bases or behind the plate, there's always an issue. Well, you decide. Oh, oh, my my goodness. Goodness gracious. oh my goodness! Oh my! That is just terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was a compilation once where where he was behind the plate until Hernandez. He missed twenty two calls, and so like was they were like he was called something a strike like way off the plate. And what do just, you have to do to get fired as an umpire? You have to get a worse union. I mean, they've got a great union. It's uh, I don't know what you need to get fired because they like it's all. Whenever you talk about the umpires, it's never for the good job they've done. It's always because they've missed it. And they, we all have, we have the box now, right? And so the ability to tell when they've missed a call is so much easier now. I don't know what it takes, but the the fact that Major League Baseball does not get rid of Angel Hernandez. Impact it's it's a detriment to the league. He should be gone. The Taz and
0: Jim Podcast.
2: Taz and Jim's ten thousand dollar secret identity. You never guess my secret
0: identity. Presented by our friends at Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We've got two big draws coming up, $5,000 each. If you want to qualify, you have to guess who Jim and I have become. We are totally embodying mm-hmm. a famous person here. And two contestants are going to go back and forth with yes or no questions until one of them guesses correctly or incorrectly. If you guess right, you qualify. If you guess wrong, your opponent ends up qualifying We've got Chris in Cambridge on the line. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's going? Good, man. You're going up against Derek in Woodstock, Ontario. Derek? How you doing? Good. You guys ready to go? You know how the game works? Yep, I believe so. Pretty simple. Chris, why don't you start with the first question? Are you a male? Yes. Are you a singer? Mm, I don't think no. so. No. Are you an athlete? No. Hmm. Um, are you in movies? Uh, There's a a new movie, actually, a documentary that was just put out about me, but Hmm. I, uh, I'm not like a movie actor or movie star. Uh Uh-huh. Are you a politician? No. Not a politician. Derek, are you? Uh, are you? Uh, <laughs> and you are male. You are male. We're male. We're yeah. in movies technically, but we're not a movie star or actor. Okay. In one movie, one least, movie, one, for documentary. Sure. one documentary, one documentary, one documentary. of my life. <laughs> um. Are you a director? Uh, I, I'm sure... I, I would say no. I mean... May, m- Not like m- a movie... Maybe they dabbled in Not a movie director.
1: Maybe at some point. Television directing, yeah. maybe.
0: Like, but... I, like I had my own television show. Uh. <sighs> Chris. Uh, are you still alive?
2: No. No,
0: I am deceased. Derek. Were you in? Were you in a television series? Yes, a mm-hmm. long-running television series. Long-running television series. Chris, Yeah. was it a popular series? Very popular.
1: Mm-hmm. I guarantee both of you know it and have probably watched an, an episode.
0: Really. Um, were you considered a comedian? No. No. Ooh. Ooh. Where does that one? <laughs> Who are we on? Is this Derek's turn? No. No, it's just... Chris's turn. Uh... Chris's turn, yeah.
1: Did you die before the show ended?
0: No. <sighs> oh. Um. Come on, Derek is it a uh, funny tv show i think mm. kids found it pretty funny at times mm. Mm. okay okay chris
2: uh, was it
0: on public broadcasting
1: it might have been
0: i think it i think it was it, it was, f- it was on a government-owned yeah. television oh. channel. Are you Canadian? Yes. yes. Oh. Mr. Dress Up. Oh! Oh, oh! oh!
1: Who said that? Chris did. That's not a person.
0: <laughs> Chris said that. Was it Chris's turn? Yeah. And your guess is? Mr. Dress Up. <laughs> We are Mr. Dress Up. Yes. Congratulations, Chris. You did it. Thanks.
1: Legendary Canadian public broadcaster, I guess you'd call him on television. Yeah. Just uh, had a, I think, one, the documentary won fan choice at TIFF this year.
0: It did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob from uh, the Taz and Jim listening area. Is he coming on the show to talk about his documentary? Yes, and he's so big now I have to go through his agent. <laughs> we used to just talk directly <laughs>
1: to know. Rob McCallum himself, but uh, it's also going to be at the Four City Music Festival late October, so we'll have a before that. Yeah. Four
0: City Film Festival right, yeah. coming up. All right, so you got it. What would you do with $5,000 cash, Chris? Uh, toys.
1: Toys for adults. Toys. I mean like ATVs. Or puppets. Yeah. yeah. Like a
0: Casey and Finnegan? <laughs> Congratulations, man. You did it. We will play Taz and Jim's Secret Identity again, 8 o'clock Monday morning. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, yesterday, we, we were talking about Mick Jagger, who has said that he wouldn't be uh, opposed to doing a hologram tour after he's dead and let the Rolling Stones holograms go on tour to share. The band's music with everybody. And you brought up a good question, Jim, off the air. What Mick Jagger would he want the hologram to be of? Yeah, because he's been on stage for fifty plus years. So is it gonna be
1: seventy year old Mick? I doubt it. Eighty year old? Yeah. (laughs) Will it but but will it be twenty year old Mick? Or will it be like when was his prime? Like would it be thirty to thirty five to forty?
0: Like which Will he age throughout the show, which you could do with a hologram, I'm guessing. He' He should, yeah. Instead of wardrobe changes, each album that they
1: they, they should do it chronologically. More wrinkles. <laughs> and just like how his fashion is updated as yeah. well, leathery. Yeah, you know,
0: more leathery. <laughs> leathery. Every sure. song,
1: sure, you could do it. Like he starts off with like the sticky fingers. That was one of the earlier ones. So he put there's the banana in the pants. You know from the album cover. And oh, that then, was
0: all natural, but There's no banana I heard, in there. I've heard rumors. <laughs> It's kind of like the same question of like Keith Richards would just stay the same the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hasn't changed, ageless.
1: <laughs> it's very similar to the question is like if you die, what age are you in heaven or
0: whatever? You know what I mean? Because right. like,
1: are you eighteen? Are you fifty? Are you now? Are you when you die, the age you died. Yeah, it's like a hypothetical. Obviously, it's better but.
0: to die young if you're if you're the age you are when you die. Yeah then dying young would be a positive thing because then you could be young for the rest of eternity. Yeah, yeah, and but like, you know, if you can't
1: walk when you're 90 and you and, lived a healthy life. And that's
0: good question. Hmm. I uh I was talking to my kids the other day. I I've got this little uh table that used to be my dad's and there's a couple pictures of him on it in in the basement in our house. And my daughter, Amelia, who's four, never met my dad, her Papa. And she started asking questions like, who is this? I'm like, oh, that's Papa. Uh, You never met him, but he'd love you very much, Amelia. And then I said something like, and, and Grayson said, what about me? And I said, yeah, I'm sure he's looking down from heaven and he's very proud of both of you and Grayson said. Papa can see us from heaven? <laughs> and I said, you know, but uh, maybe he can, but nobody really knows what happens when you go to heaven mm-hmm. after you die. And he thought about it for a second. He said, not even Siri? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, from the mouth of babes Not Siri even knows Siri? everything What about
0: Google, he added That is funny uh, I'm, I'm telling you, we're raising the AI generation here That's crazy
1: You have to say that Grandpa can see everything because he, When you lie and steal, Grandpa yeah. knows <laughs> I think
0: that's Santa But yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> and We better ask Siri